Hey, this is Third Quarter Podcast with Bryant, Tarot Neck Messiah, Sky Gazer, a fellow B-lister. You can check this podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Play Music, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Once again, I look, I know, I know, come on now, calm down, I know, I know, I was going to post to give you guys two a week, and then, okay, that turned into... Okay, I'm going to give you guys one a week. I know, I know. But look, I'm back with the shenanigans, okay? Just pay attention real quick. Man, I see some of the strangest things in Western world. Every time I think that I'm not going to see something stranger than the last thing I saw, I see something that tops it. So take a seat, keep your mind clear, and open up your eyes while I tell you about what I just saw. I said, So I've never told anybody what I actually really do besides this podcast. I'm actually a film photographer. So every once in a while, uh, two times a week, three times, I go to a camera store and I get film and I get my film developed and I talk to people that can help me with my photography and, you know, try to make it better and get more experience on what I'm doing. So I'm having this combo with an older black gentleman that is uh, OG to me. He's a, a mentor of mine. He's schooling me on the game. He's giving me a lot of advice and on the whole film photography side of things. And there's this older black gentleman that comes along into the conversation. And when he gets over there, he just starts dropping gems, like notable, notable gems. What's up, fam? And some of the gems that he said was, don't ever trust a woman that you're sleeping with. And I'm like, yo, what? where did this come from? Why are you saying this? And what happened to you, dog? Like, let me. I need to know. The next one was, don't do business or work with anybody that can't do it themselves. And I was like, yo, okay, for right now, you're like one for two. Like, you're, you're, you're hidden on a whole nother level, and I'm listening to you. You got me hooked. Then the third one, he was like, don't ever tell anybody what you're doing because they could be a jinx and they could stop you from doing what you're doing and they could put bad vibes on your dreams. I'm like, yo, okay, I'm picking these up and I'm putting these in my pocket because these are gold right here. I'm going to try and cash these in. So then he starts talking about the things that he's interested in and then he brings up horse racing. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is probably why because you probably dealt with something during horse racing. I, I don't know about the woman part, but I know something with horse racing and it probably messed up your whole thing on trusting people. So as he's, you know, going through his many adventures and stuff like that, I'm looking at him like, hey, you look like a pretty interesting person. You have on a beret. I start scaling the rest of his outfit and I get to his belt buckle and I'm like, oh, snap. Is that a is that a Confederate flag on a black man? What? I then stopped him and I, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, can I have a picture of you? And he said, OK, but for what? Well, I'm, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm a street photographer, so I like to take pictures of interesting people that I meet. So can I have a photo of you? And he was like, yeah, sure. I run to my car, get my film camera, go buy film. And I'm like, hey, let's go outside and take these photos. Say peace out to, to my mentor. Boom. Dap it up. I took maybe like four or five photos and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go straight for the belt. So let me just go around the shenanigans. We start talking about cameras. I shoot on film. He used to shoot on film. He now shoots more in digital. And he starts saying that how 
film is an expensive habit to keep up. And I'm like, man, I understand. Do you have any film cameras that you might want to sell? He then says that, you know, I don't really sell my cameras like that, but here are pictures of some of my place and some of my film cameras are in the picture. I'm like, okay, start looking through them. I was like, okay, wow, that's strange. This is stranger. This guy has a Confederate flag in the middle of his wall. What the fuck? At his house, surrounded by pictures of Martha Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Fidel Castro, and Marcus Masai Garvey, and many other notable black figures. I was like, okay, all right. Look, man, I, I can't go around this anymore. What is the deal with the Confederate flag and the Confederate belt? He then asked me, what do I know about history? Well, I don't know historical dates, but I know from the time I was born up until this moment. Then he asked me, what day was what what day was America invented? I don't know. What day did the first slave ship get to America? I don't know. He then asked me how many presidents are black in American history. Then he starts going down the list. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. What does it have to do with the Confederate flag in your house and on your belt buckle? Like, what does this have to do with this? He then says, well, people have been putting a blanket over your eyes for so many years. People don't know it was fake. I was like, okay, well, please tell me what blanket or what's been going on because I need to know about this Confederate flag on your belt. He then says that we need to go back and learn our history because they haven't properly told the story of the black human race or even written about black people in the best way in history books. I was like, okay, that's true. It's very true, accurate. But what's that have to do with the flag? What does that have to do with the Confederate flag on your belt? He then starts talking about white people and what, how ridiculous they are. And he starts talking about Trump and what things that he's doing and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, but you're wearing you're wearing the Confederate belt and you have you know one I mean? in your house. I was like, look, man, since you don't want to really answer my question, man, how old are you? He said, how old do he, does he look? I'm like, man, you got to be like 72 he then says he's 89 years old. And I'm like, oh, snap. This guy looks very good for his age. He's, his skin's not like peeling off his face. He, he's driving his own car. He has a full set of teeth. He doesn't have a cane. He's very sound as he's expressing his thoughts. He's remembering a bunch of stuff like dates. I'm like, okay, this is okay. I was like, okay, so how do you st- like, how come you look so young? Like, how can you look younger than actually 73? Well, he said he's never eaten meat before. I was like, okay, well, that's another gym. I'm going to actually put that in my pocket also. You're like three for 19 now. So I started trying to get back on the topic of the Confederate flag in this house. He then asked me, what do you know about the Confederate flag or the Confederacy? Man, thank you. We're, start, we're starting to get here. Look, man, I know nothing. Can you just tell me, like, what what's going on? He then starts going around that and start talking about white people again and really just bashing on white people. I was like, yo, this doesn't even make this almost makes no sense. Like, is this a reverse Tyrone Bigsby situation? Where right I start? Well, first I'm confused. I need to know more. Did you grow up in the South? He didn't answer any of these questions. And then he said, well, you know, I have to go. 
So if you want to continue to talk about this, you can come back on Friday. And I was like, well, all right, I'll come back on Friday. I'm actually have some film about to be developed also that I need to pick up. So I'll be back on Friday. And then I was like, hey, well, um, you know, are you still interested in selling some of your cameras? Well, he said, well, you know, I'm not really about trying to sell my cameras, but I'm I'm into trading for my cameras. I was like, okay, what, what are you trying to trade? He was like, guns. Like, wait, what? He was like, guns. I want to, you, you have any guns? I'm like, nah, man, you know, I don't have any guns. This is, okay. And he was like, oh, okay, all right, well, I'll see you on Friday. So look, I asked you guys, was that a strange ass encounter? Yeah. And do you even believe that this even happened? Because if you don't, I have the photos developed and looking real nice for you guys to check them out. But this is something that I always ask one of my friends because some somehow, some way, I end up in some kind of random ass fucking, fucking scenario. And I always have to ask him, hey, is anybody fucking with you? Because I feel like, man, somebody's fucking with me. So. Is anybody fucking with y'all out there? Like he got somewhere to be. I feel like a black Republican. Drug money coming in. I'm a volcano filled with lava about to erupt again. I stay with the iron. Don't make me plug it in. Nope. Stay out of rich kids' business. Don't be buttoning. in. I stay with a chick that's ready to unbutton it. Forget her tongue. She put a lung on it. <laughs> My Listerine comes out. She start guzzling. I'm above you dudes. I'm hovering. Jewels, why you ducking them? Ducking I have them. a few coin phrases on this podcast. Uh, personality prison arena foil and western world ppe personality prison effect is something that is i feel like plaguing the the the, the citizens in western world the people of western world and not moving the people of western world forward there's three things that i see in western world that needs to change and get better in order for the generation behind us to move forward and have a better life. I was talking to a friend of mine about her educational experience um, outside of Western world and all the things that she's picked up during her time in school versus the time that I spent in school and the younger generation underneath us is spending in school. She explained when she was in school She read four books per semester assigned by the class, assigned by the teacher. It was a part of the curriculum in school. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty dope. That's that's good. You guys. Oh, you guys were really pushed. I start thinking back to minds and I was like, wait, I don't remember reading that many books. I don't even remember being assigned that many books. And I I look at the, the kids now. And I don't see them being assigned that many books either. Matter of fact, probably only one per year. So her educational experience, they would read all four books per semester, dissect the books, you know, go over it in class, get a better understanding and move on to the next one and so forth and so forth. And in Western world, it's not the same. It's it's one book. Once you're done with that book, okay, we're moving on to nothing. We're just going to just keep going and keep trucking to something different. As I was comparing these two educational experiences, I definitely understood that I was like, wait, this is a problem. And 
there's nobody pushing the generation under underneath us you know and right. education is lacking and the education is very poor and it's bad and you it's terrible right. because there's a community of people that are getting slices of, of education at a younger age and taking it home as leftovers and going home and eating it while people in Western world are only eating crumbs and only getting crumbs. So how can you stop a bunch of people? One, of course, with education. Education is lacking. You can keep that person or keep uh, a group of people in the middle. You know what I mean? Or keep them at the bottom. So give a bunch of people very limited education. Don't even try. Don't even try with them. Just don't even give them any more than just don't give them any more than the bare minimum. I started diving a little bit deeper and then I started to look at what else if education doesn't work out, what other options do we have? It seems that you're only allowed to wear four outfits. One, being an athlete, basketball, football, track. Yo, he's playing ball Option two, being an entertainer. That is the comedian, the rapper, the dancer. You're not Omarion. Option three, being part of the local gang. And option four, being the homie. It seems like those are the four outfits that you're allowed to wear in Western world, which is very limiting also along with education. So now you're limiting your choices of trying to do something different and trying to be something different. Because if you are something different in that community in Western world, people don't allow you to do that. So they send you back home and they tell you to go put on another outfit. One of the outfits that are recognizable. And if there's not recognizable, then therefore we're going to keep doing this until you go back home and change. Even in the four outfit area, there are two outfits that seem to have their own issues in being a, a athlete and being an entertainer. That's basketball, football, and rapping. In those two areas, it seems like there are people trying to bring you down, trying to hate on you, and try to to stop you from your grind and stop you from being where you need to be because they're also trying to get to that same spot. From what I've seen and what everybody else seems to be emulating is that there's only one spot. There's only one person that's at the top of all of these. There's only one person at the top of the kingdom. There's only one good rapper. There's only one good basketball player. There's only one good football player. And everybody else is just beneath you and you're on top. So what happens if I'm these the best wrestlers. two I'm areas the best don't wrestlers. seem to like, work well, out? One of us has to well, die. this is where outfit number three comes in. You become one of the local gang members. Or if you don't want to go that route, you just become the homie. You just become the homie of all three of these other options. This is the actual foundation to me of the PPE personality prison effect because there's nothing allowed to be different. Your musical taste has to be the same. If you don't like the Migos, then there's a problem with you. You choose an alternative group that is also has three to four members in there, NERD over the Migos. Nope, go home, change your outfit, or something's gonna happen to you. It shouldn't really be that way. It should be more figures in Western world. Women and men figures in Western world that do different type of things that can give the people of Western world a different type of look, different type of option, and more choices 
and more people that they've seen that are successful instead of just only sticking to two of them and then one of them as a, a crazy alternative and then one just being just a friend behind all of this. And the third thing, not having the experience, not seeing outside of Western world, um, going on trips, meeting different people, you know, coding, creating your own platforms, using technology, you know, seeing something you know what I mean? totally different, something totally new, that there's many more choices out there than just the four. And then connecting those experiences with the education. If you don't have these three things, this is what's going to keep you in the middle. This is what keeps Western world, the people of Western world in the middle. This is what keeps a community in the middle. So after this conversation that I had with my friend, I went home and I got pretty depressed and I laid down and I just wanted to take my mind off of what, the, you know, the conversation I just had. And I just realized I was like, yo, I'm a product of this personality prison effect. I am a, I am one of these people that has been affected by it. And as I'm trying to take my mind off it, because I just don't want to spiral into this thing any further, I get on Instagram. I see somebody that I know, a person from Western world, he's black. I see him go into a restaurant and scream at the top of his lung saying that he wants ketchup. And he's yelling at somebody. But this is all stage and his friend is recording it from the other side of the restaurant to the point where people left. They didn't even know what was going on. They just got up and left. And then he put, go listen to my song after this. Tag World Star. I was like, oh no, my, oh, what? Oh God, what's going on? Is this what, is this what we have to do? A few days later, I get back on Instagram and I'm actually scrolling through again. And I come across somebody's page. I don't know this person, but this person has a lot of followers. One of those Instagram comedian type people. He's white. He's saying the N-word. He's inside of a trash can yelling at somebody. And in his caption, he had, go listen to my new song on SoundCloud. I went back to the person I knew. That's all I said. I, was, I don't want to say too much. And I just wanted to tell him. Get your money, black man. Get your money. Because of the the lack of options and because this is the way that you actually get your stuff out there by going viral. I gotta make moves. I then understood that there's no reason to hate or really to bring down another person for trying to make it out of the situation that they're in. Because if somebody if they don't do it, then somebody else is gonna do it. I gotta make moves. And they're doing the exact same thing. So at that moment, I really did understand. I took a step back. I took a breather. And I figured out a plan by looking at these three things, these three options. And it stemmed around finding, trying to find better education for the community of Western world, for people in Western world, more options more choices and somehow trying to bring experience to Western world. I figured out a plan and I figured out something that is, it's bigger than me at this point because this is something that I see as a, as an immediate need. And it might take a while for this 
anything to manifest that I'm that, that my plans are, but this is my goal now. This is why I'm trying my best to beat the game. I'm in the third quarter right now of my life, and it seems at one point I had a pretty big deficit to catch up to, but the margin is getting slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. So I understood something about myself a month ago and I realized that I'm not as informed as I thought I was and I feel like I fucked up California. Are you serious? Just a little bit. Yeah. About a month ago, it was the midterm elections, and I had no clue who was running, who was doing what. I had no references. I had nobody to rely on. I was like, man, I am out of touch with the whole election thing. And I've always been out of touch with the whole election thing. If it's not, you know, the big four year presidential election part of it, I know nothing. And the thing is, I guess I got a little bit of peer pressure from this. Um, I saw a bunch of people on Instagram and Instagram is starting to be like a thumbs down. Thumbs down. All social media is starting to become a thumbs down. If it's not trust related, it. directly related to um, a business opportunity, the new business card opportunity, then I'm just like off of that place. But I guess I was peer pressured in a, in, in a good way on this one, which is to go out and vote. But I kept seeing it everywhere. Everybody was voting. Everybody had an iVote sticker. And I, I don't want an iVote sticker. I don't even care about the iVote sticker. I'm not about to go walk around with an iVote sticker on and feel better about myself. No. It, it you know just, what I mean? I just felt like this is something that I just should be doing. And not knowing anything about it made me feel bad about doing this one thing. So they do send these books out during the election times. A uh, little bio of each person who's... Uh, in the community who's supposed to be who the community is basically voting for I get to the voting booth I realize I don't have the book so now I'm just voting blindly right now I'm there I'm reading every single every single person's name reading their little little bio and I'm just like man I'm just voting for whoever I think I'm and at this point I was like yo I'm gonna be the one to fuck up this economy I know I am. I'm I'm going to be the one to fuck up California with these votes. These are game changing votes right here. It's like, fuck, I can't even think. Let me just focus on just trying to pick the best candidate on this paper. Try to look at their name and see if this is a person that you would want to vote for. Fucking crazy. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try and vote for two people. And that way I just put my ticket in. Nobody gets the vote that cancels out. Right. So I go to give my ticket in they send it back as an error so i have to go back and re-vote guess again so i go back and vote and this time i'm just once again reading through them looking at the names reading the little bio reading the steps and i think i made some really good choices on the parts where you know vote yes or no on this one i think i really made some great choices but once again without that book and without being informed, you have nothing to go off of. So you don't even know if this thing that you're going to vote for is going to mess up things. You don't even know. You're just like, okay, that sounds like something that would be good. But I'm not sure if it's going to be good. 
I need an adult. I need an adult. But this definitely just taught me something. And it goes back to the personality prison effect is just being aware, being informed on certain things. And the older I get, I'm in the third quarter. So the third quarter really matters from this point on. And it's, it's something that I literally, at, as soon as I left there, after feeling so ashamed of myself for not knowing anything about this subject or anything about any candidates or anything, not bringing the guide with me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be informed. In two years, when the presidential election comes up, I'm going to know pretty much everything that I need to know so I can be able to vote with confidence and be angry with confidence if it does not go through. Welcome to my world, motherfucker, all that shit. So, I also ask you, have you ever, this, have you ever been in, in this situation or if you ever been a part of something where you're just like, man, I know I fucked all of this up. This crazy thing called love. And uh, this was the third quarter podcast with Bryant, Terrell Nick Messiah, Sky Gazer. Uh, check this podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Website. And, you know, like subscribe share rate review all those things listen mostly listen and i'll definitely try to be better about putting more of these out so shout out to all the people that have been supporting all right third quarter turtleneck i'm better than i was the last time Crescendo Thanks Justin Lennon and Pencils Mr. Menzies Mr. Chris Mental The time I beat Chris on Nintendo Hey hey good intro Remember Jack and shopping After listening on Thriller Remember the first time You heard this doing Thought damn that's that nigga